0: The views expressed on this program are not necessarily the views of Lexington Community Radio or its board of directors. The views expressed are solely those of the programmers. You are listening to Off the Cuff. Now, here's your host, Adam Banks.
1: Welcome, everybody, to Off the Cuff. I am Adam Banks coming at you live from Lexington, Kentucky. Thank you for listening to the show, and thank you for tuning in to WLXU 93.9 FM. In addition to listening to us on the radio, you can check out our Facebook live stream at Off the Cuff with Adam Banks, or you can download the Radiolex app on your smartphone device to listen to us anywhere in the entire world. You can also stream the show live on the web, as many people do, at RadioLex.us. Amber Turner and I are both broadcasting from the Deborah Hensley Studios here at Radio Lex on North Limestone. It is December the 22nd, 2022. This is considered to be our Christmas show, Amber. Are you excited that Christmas is only three days away? I am. I just wish it wasn't so cold. And and we're supposed to apparently get some type of blizzard? Uh, The only blizzard I want is over at the DQ, so... Right, right, right. Well, we've had a lot of fun over the last couple of weeks just talking about all things Christmas, talking a plethora of Christmas topics, and it's going to be a big show. It's our last Christmas show because Christmas is... This Sunday, falls on a Sunday this year. Christmas Eve is on a Saturday. I hope everybody gets up and goes to church on Sunday and does Christmas the right way. But, Amber, it's going to be a big show. Today on the show, we have a licensed therapist coming on the show to talk about something, I think, that is very important, very serious, and that's holiday depression. I agree. It's something that does exist, and we're going to bring her on the show around the 4.30 mark, so stay tuned uh, with that. Uh, But it is uh, December the 22nd, 2022. The first day of winter was yesterday, Mm -hmm. December 21st. It was the winter solstice, which Uh was the shortest day of the year. It was. So every day going forward until the time springs forward, it's going to get a little bit, it'll be a little lighter outside. Thank goodness. Thank goodness. Uh Finally. The winter solstice is here. But the first day of winter, winter... I was born in the yeah. winter. I was born January the 20th. <laughs> and it's weird that I just, even though I was born in the winter, I don't yeah. like the winter. And well, uh, it's just uh, the cold. I can't do it. It's pretty to look at. I love yeah. the snow. It's just I just do not like the winter because everything gets canceled.
0: Well, not only canceled, but you can't
1: do Anything. I used yeah. to have birthday parties all the time in the winter, but they never happened yeah. because they were canceled. Nobody's showing up. No, there no. was always seven, eight feet of snow outside. Uh-huh. But it is winter, so I have for everyone at home some winter facts. Okay. For your day, people born during the winter months are less irritable, it says.
0: Oh, that's a lie. I
1: definitely 100% <laughs> agree with that. <laughs> of course I am, you would. I'm a very irritable person. If I if I had a New Year's resolution, yeah. one of my New Year's resolutions was to try to be less irritable. Wait, didn't it say that people born in the winter are less irritable? It says less irritable. Yeah, but you are irritable. I'm very irritable. <laughs> that's why I don't make no sense. <laughs> no. And you know who else was born in the winter hey. was my sister. Oh. Oh, good, <laughs> Very irritable. No. Well, we both can be. You just don't like putting up with us. Thunder snow is a rare but real weather phenomenon, which means there's sometimes uh-huh. thunder uh-huh. while it snows. That would scare me if it, I seen that. It would be. Most people think snow is only white, yeah. but snow can be yellow, orange, green, and purple. We had a whole show about not eating the yellow snow. Isn't white not even a real color? Didn't you learn that? the absence of color. It's the absence of color. So it says here that the certain types of light and particles of dust can make the snow appear yellow, orange, green, or even purple. Yeah. Interesting. Some cities use beet juice, beer waste, and pickle brine on icy roads instead of salt. Well... Interesting. There in Finland, you can stay in glass igloos during winter to watch the northern lights. That would be fun. It would be. I always found it wild that igloos made out of snow kept mm-hmm. people warm.
0: Well, <laughs> I think it's just keep the
1: wind from heating you. Um, so you ain't going to get toasty in an igloo. No. no. There's an annual international hair freezing contest in Canada mm. every February. Do what now? People can freeze their hair, yeah. and whoever freezes it the most yeah. wins the contest. Well, I swear. Shovel racing. Oh, I'm not doing that. Not sled racing, shovel racing, yeah. where people sit on a, sh- on a shovel uh-huh. and they race down a hill. It started in New Mexico in the 1970s.
0: Does it snow in New Mexico? <laughs> uh,
1: that's a great question. <laughs> It says, back in the 1970s, lift operators in the ski resort town of Angel Fire, New Mexico, used to slide down the slopes of their shovels instead of walking all the way to the bottom of the snowy hills. Mm -hmm. This sparked competitions that were the beginning of shovel racing. Well. There you go. And it's now very, very popular. It says here that there are plenty of flowers that still bloom mm -hmm. in the winter. Most people think that the winter is a place where everything's dead. No, But you actually get flowers in the winter. It says here it's known as the Christmas Roses. Mm-hmm. Known as the Christmas Roses, so look outside and see if you see any. <laughs> snow comes in five categories. It says here that most kids can probably tell you that some snow is loose and not ideal for crafting the perfect snowball. Absolutely. Uh, while other snow packs together tightly and easily for a strong foundation of some winter ammo. Oh, yes. But there are actually five different types of snow which are characterized by the amount of water in their consistency. Wow. There is is dry snow, which is 0% water, moist snow, which is less than 3%, wet snow, and very wet snow. And then finally, slush. Uh Well, I guess I would go after number three if we're trying to do snowballs. If we're going to have snow, let's just go all out. I hate slush. Yeah. Because slush is ugly to look at. And it's nasty. It's nasty, and it's still dangerous. Very. So if you're going to give me dangerous snow, make it at least pretty. Pretty to look at. At least... A septillion snowflakes fall from the sky every year. What? To put it another way, that's one trillion trillion, it says, Uh snowflakes fall every year. Well. A trillion trillion. Trillion trillion. I I didn't even know (laughs) that was even something that existed. New thing on me. Can a calculator even hold that many numbers? I ain't got a clue. It says that the snowflakes fall at speeds of one to six feet per second. Wow. Yes. Snowflakes almost always have six sides. Oh. Yes. Okay. It's it's hard to tell how yeah. many sides a snowflake has because it's so minuscule. Uh-huh. But... Apparently, they're big enough to have six sides to it. Well. The largest snowflake on record, Amber, measured 15 inches wide and 8 inches thick. Goodness. The tallest Uh snowman on record stood over 122 feet. Oh, my gosh. Yes, it says here here that uh, it was made up of 13 million pounds of snow and featured Mm. eyelashes that were made from... Eight pairs of skis, an eight-foot-long nose made from chicken wire, and painted cheesecloth, lips made from five red car tires, and arms from a 230 30-foot-tall spruce tree. It was decorated with three giant truck tires as buttons, a 130-foot scarf, a 40-foot-wide fleece hat, and a snowflake pendant that was six and a half feet wide. It says that it measured just over 122 feet, which is just a few feet shorter than the Statue of Liberty.
0: If somebody doesn't turn that into, like, a scary Christmas movie, <laughs> like, you want to talk about taking number one horror Christmas movie, turn Jack Frost into 120 feet.
1: All you got to do is throw diesel fuel on it, <laughs> Well. The most people... The most people making snow angels simultaneously was nearly 9,000. Well, yes, all at uh, once together. All at once together. It was something that they did in North Dakota back in 2007.
0: That uh, sounds like something they do over there. Do you go out and ever make snow angels? I used to when I was younger. Now I don't really like getting my clothes that wet.
1: The largest snow maze on record was more than 30,000 square feet. Oh, goodness. I wonder if that was the, sna- the same snow maze in... The Shining? The Shining. Oh, probably. When I think snow maze, that's what I think of. Uh, yes. The largest snowball fight ever involved 7,681 people. Hey. How fun would that be? I wish I was there. People once believed that birds flew to the moon for the winter. No, nah, who thought that? It says people... <laughs> it says people... Aristotle even believed it. Eww, wow, get out of here. And and then finally, the final winter fact, ladies and gentlemen, is in ancient Rome, an hour was 45 minutes in the winter and 75 minutes in the summer. Oh. That would just confuse me. That ca- I'm already confused. But But... But it's interesting, though. We always think that our way is the way it is around the world, and it's not. People do so many things different. There's so many different practices Mm -hmm. around the world versus what we do here in America. Oh, absolutely. And that amazes me. Well. But it is wintertime, and we have to sit back and just take it for the next three months. But we do have my birthday. I'll be turning 35, and Uh we'll have the birthday show soon. (laughs) The birthday show, yes. <laughs> but ladies and gentlemen, we still have lots more off the cuff with Adam Banks coming at you live after these words. Stick with us; we'll be right back. Christmas, Christmas the day of
0: the year. bells ring, them go as we're through the snow.
1: Welcome back, everybody, to Off the Cuff. Christmas, Adam Banks here with you. Amber Christmas, is also in studio with me. Dear, Whitehead on the show thread says there are two types of countries in the world. Those that use the metric system and those that have been to the moon.
0: Oh, gosh.
1: Do you recognize this song? Because it came from a movie. Yeah. That ain't the children's choir. No, this came from one of, I guess you can call it a Christmas movie. They consider it a Christmas movie. It come from the movie Just Friends. Oh, okay. (laughs) Christmas Christmas. Most of the holiday tunes that we hear are very recognizable, but we hear a lot of holiday tunes. Oh yeah. There's a lot that didn't become famous, but there are a lot that stood the test of time and now they're some of the most favorite or some of the most favorite and listened to songs around the world. Oh, absolutely. But Amber, did you know that a lot of your favorite Christmas tunes mm. came from movies? Yeah. Original songs from movies they were made for movies like made for the movie made for the movie and i just thought that it, it when i heard a classic christmas song yeah. that it was just classically written for christmas but you just christmas in general christmas in general but no it was written For a particular movie. Okay. And, Amber, it made me start thinking of the best Christmas songs that came from movies. All right. The Christmas songs that were specifically written for movies. And it's going to surprise you with some of the songs that I play because you're going to think, Wow, that was written for a movie? It Uh absolutely was. Let's start with this one. Of white, Christmas. white Christmas by Bing Crosby. It was written by Irving Berlin. This mo- this song was written for the movie Holiday Inn in 1942. Aww. This is the most popular Christmas song of all time. Absolutely. It's the most selling Christmas song, single ever sold. We talked about that on the show last week. But Bing Crosby's White Christmas was written for Holiday Inn. Now, there's been very many renditions of this song, but this one seems to be everybody's favorite. I like the drifters. I was going to say, you love the drifters. What about this song? This song was also specifically written for a movie. Mr. Grinch. This is you really You're are a Mean a One, Mr. Grinch, written by Theodore You're Dr. Seuss. As as the singer who sings this is also the voice of the famous Tony the Tiger mascot. <laughs> but this was created for the 1966 animated TV special. Amazing. 1966. So not only did the TV show end the song... Stand the test of time from the 60s. Oh, and it's still the best to me.
0: Your an empty
1: hole. Here is another Christmas song that was specifically written for a movie. Well, This is Faith Hill's Where Are You Christmas? Written by James Horner, Will Jennings, and Mariah Carey. Oh. But it was sang by Faith Hill for the movie The Grinch Stole Christmas, starring Jim Carrey, in the 2000 live picture. Mm -hmm. Because, you know, you have the animated version, and then you have the live version. And I think people... It's a preference. Some people prefer the cartoon. Some people prefer the the live movie. I prefer the cartoon. I prefer the cartoon. But it's still a great song. Good. Now, this next song, I had no idea, Amber, was created for a movie. This is Have Yourself a Merry Little Christmas. Have yourself. Your heart be light Have Yourself a Merry Little Christmas was written by Hugh Martin and Ralph Blaine and sang by Judy Garland. This song was written for the movie Meet Me in St. Louis in 1944. Oh. When I hear this famous Christmas tune, I just thought it was just a classic Christmas song written for Christmas, but no, it was written for a Christmas movie. Now Don't you really want to go watch that movie. And Frank Sinatra made it famous. I think his, he has the most famous version of it, but you cannot beat the original with Judy Garland. One of the most beautiful voices of, of just time. do research for this show, I learn things all the time.
0: (laughs) You always bring me some good facts.
1: All right, another song that was specifically written for a movie is this one right here. Somewhere In My Memory by John Williams. John Williams is one of the most famous composers of all time. He did Home Alone. He did Star Wars. He did Jaws. Indiana Jones. The list goes on and on. And Home Alone is one of his famous movies. And he wrote this song right here, Somewhere In My Memory. And this was from the movie Home Alone, made in 1990. It garnered an Academy Award nomination for Best Original Song. Didn't take home the Oscar, but hey, a nomination can be just as good, wouldn't you think? Exactly. All right, next on the list is this song, and this is another Christmas classic that just blew my mind that it was written for a movie.
0: Silver Bell, Silver Bell.
1: Silver Bells from the Lemon Drop Kid. That was the name of the movie. In 1951, it was written by Jay Livingston and Ray Evans and sung by Bob Hope and Marilyn Maxwell.
0: It
2: will be Christmas
0: Day. City sidewalks, busy sidewalks, dressed in holiday style. In the My favorite
1: rendition of this song... Doesn't even have lyrics, it's just Kenny G playing it on the I saxophone. Know.
0: Why did I know it was going to be a Kenny G version? <laughs> smile after
1: smile. They were originally going to go with Have Yourself a Merry Little Christmas, but they wanted to create an original song for the movie, so they wrote Silver Bells for this 1951 film, The Lemon Drop Kid.
0: It's I bet you, you
1: didn't know it come from
0: a movie, did you? I did not. Telling you, you're giving me a whole new list of Christmas movies to
1: watch over here. and, me and my Marie. It it will will be Christmas Day. Day. All right, next, Amber, on the list of a Christmas song that was created for a movie was Baby, It's Cold Outside.
2: I really can't stay. But baby,
1: it's cold outside.
2: I've got to go away. But baby
1: it's cold. This song was written for the movie Neptune's Daughter that came out in 1949. It was written by Frank Lozer and sung by Esther Williams, Ricardo Montabellan, and Betty Garrett and Red Skeleton. And father will be pacing the floor. Listen to the fireplace roll. So really I'd better scurry. please don't hurry. As a matter of fact, this was nominated and won the Academy Award for Best Original Song. It's worth noting that Neptune's daughter flips the script in the final verse, reversing the male and female lines for Garrett and Skeleton. Now, a lot of people have their own rendition of the song. They've sang their own version. Do you have a favorite version of who sings this?
0: Um, Doesn't Dean Martin... Or is, it Frank, is this Frank Sinatra?
1: Yes. Yeah, I think it's this one. Oh, it's cool. Well, this one in particular isn't Frank Sinatra. It's the Frank Sinatra one that I like. That you like? Yeah. I like... And you're going to hate me for this, because I kind of hate myself for it. Oh, geez. I like the... John Legend and Kelly Clarkson version. Well,
0: I, you know what, guys? It's been fun being on this show. I'm going to have
1: to go ahead and leave. <laughs> All right. I've got one more to play for everyone.
0: Uh, lucky that you
1: and this, movie, this song was also written for a movie, and it was written for Home Alone 2. <laughs> you probably know this one. It is All Alone on Christmas. Written by Steve Van Zant and sung by Darlene Love. Like the film itself, this song is an inferior sequel, specifically to Love's 1963 classic Christmas Baby, Please Come Home. This movie, like I said, was written for Home Alone 2. The song gets by on Love's vocals and the accompaniment of the East Street Band. I love when they play this song too. They play it while Kevin yes. is sightseeing New York.
0: And it's just nothing but Radio City Music Hall. and It's Christmas time in the biggest city in the world. He gets around that city faster than anybody I've ever known.
1: <laughs> now there are a lot of songs that we won't have time to play due to time, but here is some more. The song Christmas Vacation from National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation, made in 1989, yes. written by Barry Mann and Cynthia Will, sung by Mavis Staples. That's a good one. What's This from The Nightmare Before Christmas, made in 1993, written and sung by Danny Elfman. Oh, I love Danny Elfman. Christmas is All Around was written from for the movie Love Actually, made in 2003, written by Reg Presley and Richard Curtis, sung by Bill Niley. One More Sleep Till Christmas was a song created for the Muppet Christmas Carol, made in 1992, written by Paul Williams, sung by Kermit the Frog. When You Believe, written for The Prince of Egypt, created in 1998, written by Stephen Swartz, sung by Michelle Pfeiffer and Sally Dorsky. Oh. Christmas Time Is Here was a song written for A Charlie Brown's Christmas, created in 1965. The song Believe was written for the Polar Express, that Tom Hanks movie in Mm -hmm. 2004. It was written by Glenn Ballard and Alan Sylvester, sung by Josh Groban. And then finally, the song, did I say What's This Already by the Nightmare on Elm Street? You did. Yes. What is this? Nightmare on Elm Street. I'm sorry, (laughs) The Nightmare Before Christmas. Didn't you watch The Nightmare on Elm Street this morning?
0: Absolutely. I watch it every day leading up to Christmas.
1: But that, folks, are some of the best songs, best Christmas songs, written specifically for movies. I bet you learned something, didn't you? Yes, that I love this song even more. It's a great song. And all of those songs that were created for for the movies were just absolutely amazing. And they're Christmas classics. The songs become bigger than the movies. Uh, Yes, they do. Because a lot of the movies that I mentioned, I've never even heard of, but I've heard of all these songs. Uh Uh-huh. But I thought that was fun, and I'm glad that we got to talk about that. But ladies and gentlemen... Oh, Amber's got another. Rudolph? Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. Who wrote that? Do you now, know? Now, <laughs> look, let me
0: get in my Rolodex in my brain.
1: <laughs> Do you? That's a great one, though.
0: I, I, I really think that one was written. Probably I mean, for...
1: I don't know. Actually, we did a whole segment on this, Amber, last yeah. year. That was written as a poem for a department store, Rudolph uh, the red Nose Reindeer. See,
0: now look, you really do have that Rolodex I was referencing. Yes. Yeah. And,
1: and they they probably use that song in the Rudolph the red Nose Reindeer cartoon. Exactly. There, but there you go. That, but that, ladies and gentlemen, was the best Christmas songs specifically made for movies, Christmas movies. But ladies and gentlemen, we still have lots more off the cuff coming at you live after these words. Stick with us. We will be right back. Someday at Christmas men won't be boys playing with bombs like kids play with toys. One warm December our hearts will see a world where men are free. Off the cuff, Adam Banks here with you. Amber is also in studio with me. We also have a special guest in the studio besides the therapist. What microphone is he on? Oh my goodness. Say something, Elijah. Hello. Can you hear me? There he is. Number one. How's it going? Welcome back to the show. You're on Over the Summer. Yes, I was. A lot happened over the summer, too. Yeah, you... Yes. I think your whole life flipped after you yeah. were on this radio show. <laughs>
0: oh, my gosh, it did. Yeah, the, the flood. Oh, my goodness. Yes. Yeah, kind of rough. Oh, <laughs> oh,
1: gosh. But welcome to the show, Elijah. I wanted to bring everybody just kind of on the radio for this next segment that we have coming up, ladies and gentlemen. I promised at the top of the hour that we were going to be having... A licensed therapist on the show to talk about something that is very real, very important. Today on the show we have Anna Akif. And Anna Aki, she's a licensed therapist here in Lexington, Kentucky. She is dedicated to teaching people tools and resources to manage daily stress, and improve their quality of life so they can live with more tranquility, peace, and joy, to sleep better, to be more creative and productive, to live in emotional, spiritual, and physical health. She also helps her clients therapeutically in their process of transformation and transition in life, such as loss of a loved one, adaption to a change of country or of residence, change of marital status, changes within the family, such as adolescence, empty nest, and much more. Also, to have a more conscious and assertive communication with their loved ones and to transform their family relationships with love. She also helps clients in the process of setting and achieving their personal and professional goals. So what we are going to be doing, ladies and gentlemen, is we are going to be speaking to Miss Anna Key after we take Off the Cuff's song of the week break. So ladies and gentlemen, why don't you nestle by the fire, get you a hot cup of cocoa, because we got a good song coming up. And not only do we got a good song, we have an excellent segment coming up. But sit back and enjoy a little It Came Upon a Midnight Clear by Josh Groban for Off the Cuffs Song of the Week break. We'll be right back. It can. It can just sing, sing. The holiday season for most people is a fun time of the year filled with parties and celebrations and social gatherings with family and friends. For many people, though, it is a time filled with sadness, self-reflection, loneliness, and anxiety. So here to talk a little bit about all of that, we brought in a licensed therapist who practices right here in Lexington, Kentucky, Miss Anna Aki. Thank you so much, Anna, for being here today.
2: Thank you, Adam. Thank you for having me. Now, you also have your
1: own radio show here in Lexington. Talk about that.
2: Yes, I do. Yes, I do. I have it in here as well in Radio Lex, but I have it in Spanish. The name of it is Sana, Sana, Platica con Ana. And uh, you know why? Do you know, do you know the origin of that name? Sana, Sana, Platica con Ana, it's originated in, in a song that when you get hurt, when you're a little one in Mexico or in Latin America, actually, your mom is going to tell tell you sana, sana, which means heal, heal. It's going to sing you something or tell you something about, along the lines of sana, sana, colita de rana. Si no sana hoy, sanará mañana, which means heal, heal. The next thing is a little funny because it's a rhyme that is not going to make any sense to you. But heal, heal, something like um, frog tail, (laughs) if you don't heal today, you're going to heal tomorrow. So that's why we put that name on my show.
1: I I love that, and you have a Spanish audience. So I am glad that you get to come here on Off the Cuff with Adam Banks and have an English audience. I'm very excited for you. But we were. How long
2: have you been practicing in your field? I'm very very excited. Okay, uh, I'm a therapist, uh, a Gestalt therapist from Mexico, and a um, transgenerational uh, psychotherapist now and I, I specialize in work with working with families and couples and stress management because that's the worst pandemic we can ever have. Mm -hmm. So that's um, my field. Well, we were
1: talking uh, earlier that about holiday depression. It's definitely something that does exist. So let me ask you, what are some of the biggest reasons people get depressed around the holidays?
2: Okay. First of all, you know, the um, seasonal, there is a name for this and it's SAD, S-A-D. Hmm. <laughs> Can you believe it? It's Seasonal Affective Disorder. And this Seasonal Affective Disorder has a lot to do um, w- with several things. First of all, uh, we're not separated from, from nature, from the universe. And you know, bears, squirrels, all animals, during this time of the year, they go home, they hibernate. Well, that's our time to go inside as well. Also, what happens is we tend, um, also we're like a bowl of chemicals and hormones. And when you get up in the morning, it's dark. When you go home, after work, is dark, mm-hmm. and that starts affecting us, mm-hmm. our mood. Mm-hmm. Um, we need the sun. Mm-hmm. We need vitamin D. You go to the doctor, it's going to tell you, oh, take vitamin D. When you have a baby, doctor is going to tell you, put your baby at least 10 minutes a day uh, under the sunshine. We need the sun. So in these dark times, we feel a little mm, low, and we tend also to start making all this kind of oh comparisons with last year what happened we is the time we take stock of what we did what we didn't do what could happen and then we start getting lost in our thoughts.
1: Absolutely. I think that Christmas is very time stamped because you know exactly what you were doing on that particular day last year, 5 years ago, 10 years ago, and if it's not exactly as happy as it once was, that can make you very sad. But a lot of people they don't you agree they when there's so many people that feel this. It's very normal to feel that way because it's it's it happens around this time. So don't feel out of place if you are feeling sad and depressed around this time because it is very normal. Well, let me ask you, Anna, what are some things people can do to alleviate some of their depression around the holidays?
2: One of the first things we can do is lower our expectations. Because one of, that's something very heavy on us. We have very high expectations. We need it to be perfect. We need it to be like social media picture, <laughs> kind of. We need yeah. it to be perfect. We want it to be the perfect picture, perfect family. We need to be awesome. And honestly, it doesn't need to be that. <laughs> yes. Just we need to show up. Right. We just need to show up as much as we can for as long as we can. Uh, so lower our expectations is always a good start.
1: Okay, what's some other things that people can do?
2: Also something that is very important is learn to say no. Have some boundaries. Sometimes, as much as we love our family and friends, there's a lot of things going on. There's a lot of pressure. Everything needs to be done in a way. Your family wants this. Sometimes it's your uh, spouse, your partner's family. I mean, there's a lot of things going on at the same time, and... There's a lot of people (laughs) with different moods, with different expectations. So if we just um, learn to say no, we set our boundaries, and there's always a phrase that I I, I think. Think every time you're going to say yes, think if that yes is not going to cost you a no for you. If a yes is a yes for someone else's but you, you have to think again.
1: Lower our expectations. Learn to say no. Is there anything else that we can do?
2: Oh, yes. (laughs) Take care of yourself. Take care of yourself first. It's, It's not being selfish. Take care of yourself allows you to be the best self you can be for others so if you need an extra hour of sleep if you need also i recommend you to keep doing exercise healthy food i mean the things you regularly do because those are the things the first things we don't do at this time of the year
1: yes (laughs) right yes Absolutely. Um, so, do you, it says here that research studies have found phototherapy is effective in treating people that suffer from sad. Phototherapy is a treatment involving about a half hour a day of exposure to artificial sunlight. Me, for many sufferers of sad, phototherapy can be highly effective. Do you agree with this type of treatment? Of course. The sunshine.
2: Yes, sunshine. And I know some days like today are difficult, <laughs> but we had a lot of sun yesterday. Yesterday. So when when there is when there, there is sun out there, just go, <laughs> just go, take a walk, walk your dog, you know, go for a run, keep doing some exercise, movement, dance, uh, do things that make you feel happy. It's incredible, but the things that makes you happy is the are the things that um, improve your energy levels. So those are the things we need to do.
1: I have so much more to still talk to you about, so I hope you stick around for our next segment. We're going to have to take a quick break. Ladies and gentlemen, stick with us. We have Anna Aki, a licensed therapist here in Lexington, Kentucky, coming at you live after these words. Stick with us. We'll be right back.
0: Bells will be ringing.
1: everybody, to Off the Cuff. My gone. Adam Banks here with you. Amber is also in the studio along with my brother, Elijah, and our very special guest, a licensed therapist here in Lexington, Kentucky, who has her own radio show, Miss Anna Aki. We was talking on our last segment about holiday depression and some things that you can do to alleviate that very beneficial information so far wouldn't you say amber absolutely i think the biggest one was learn to say no absolutely uh
0: that one i think that was you know i wish more people could could express that you know let people know how important that is right is saying no
1: Anna, you also are a meditation coach can you talk about the benefits of meditation and why people should meditate
2: Oh my god! You're not gonna stop me with this one. <laughs> it's my favorite. I turn to meditation teacher because uh, I know firsthand how good can be with for you. So that's why I. Teach my patients to meditate. I I became a certified meditation teacher because meditation. I know a lot of people have this idea of that you're going to levitate, or they don't know what to expect. They're going to become enlightened, and <laughs> it, 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 it's not like ride that. the magic <laughs> carpet. Exactly, <laughs> that's not the point, <laughs> and that's not going to happen. So, what is the point? Okay, the point of meditation is first be still. Go inside, go, go inside. In Self awareness. That's what we're looking for. It's like I tell you, like um, when you have your phone and we're you're, you're gonna take a selfie. We're used to take photos all the time. We're gonna take pictures outside and with our phone. But what if you you just touch your phone and change your camera? Now mm-hmm. uh, meditation is changing your camera inside yourself. So you can become aware of what is happening with you. You start being very bored. You're going to be like, okay, I need to be quiet. My knee itches. Okay, what am I supposed to be feeling? Mm -hmm. What am I supposed to have? You're not supposed to be doing anything, just being quiet. If you find that hard, you can also start doing uh, guided meditations when someone is going to tell you, breathe in. Breathe out and just following your breath or listen to someone that is telling you to follow your breath. Just calm. Just just calm your thoughts. Because you know we're designing to be we're designed to be thinking all day long. Mm-hmm. We're gonna have thoughts. You you can stop having thoughts. You have from sixty thousand to eighty thousand thoughts in a day my goodness
1: <laughs> so basically meditation is the time when you can turn your thoughts off
2: or you can be aware of your thoughts yes. you can say like okay what's happening for example uh, there is a ton of kinds of meditation there is uh, trans- um, tra- transcendental meditation mindful meditation but for instance you can just be quiet listening what is happening, out- happening outside and just listening to sounds—a car in the street, a bear in your backyard, whatever. Just listening, listening. And you're gonna find yourself distracted by thoughts, or physical sensations. And it's okay. Just go back to pay attention to your breathing on what you're listening. And when you're gonna, when you realize it's gonna happen already, one minute, two minutes, and it's like, oh. Two minutes. I was calm for two minutes. (laughs) I was aware of my thoughts for two minutes. And then you're going to become, you know, more... um, you're going to become more familiar with this feeling and you're going to be doing it.
1: So I've tried it before, and every time I try to meditate, I fall asleep. That's okay. So is that okay to fall asleep? Probably, are you still getting yeah. the benefits of, of Probably what meditation? Is what
2: your body needs. Okay.
1: your body needs to sleep. Yes. Come
2: on, Adams. It,
1: it really does. Well, you also are a life coach. Yes. Now let's say I hire you as my life coach. What are some of the things that you would do for me as
2: my life coach? Okay, what I'm gonna do for you if I were your life coach? I first of all, I'm not gonna do anything. You are the one that would do it. Okay, there okay. we go. <laughs> yes, that's the way it works. I would help you to find out your goals, and the coach is gonna design with you. Where do you need? You're gonna decide where you wanna go but you are going to design the path with your coach, the path you need to take from where you are to where you want to be. Mm-hmm. That's the, the life coaching uh, way of working. It's different for every person. So that's why there is not a, a, a recipe. For instance, I have um, clients because for therapy I have patients. For life coaching I have clients. Mm-hmm. And, um, and what I recommend you is first therapy. Because you cannot build a building on a beach, you're gonna need to have some. Um, you're gonna need to have some roots. You're gonna need to put this building in a safe, good place. You need to build it um, to be to build a safe structure. So first of all, is the healing part. We all have some parts of ourselves that can do better. Yes, or we've been hurt before. Oh, we yes. That's the first time. Part where we need to work. After that, we need to go to, to the setting goals pa- um, stage. Okay, where do you want to be? What do you want to go? Okay. That's the one, the thing that we're going to decide. And tools as meditation, as so many other tools that I have in my bag. (laughs) You're going to be uh, learning all of those uh, tools.
1: Now, do you have a physical place here in Lexington that
2: people can come and talk to you if they wanted to? Not now, because um, this is very interesting. I moved to Lexington two years ago. I uh, used to live in San Antonio, Texas. And then pandemic, COVID pandemic hit in 2020. My husband um, got an offer for a new job in Lexington, and we had to move. We had to close the, my office, and uh, I start doing some. Uh, some uh, consultations. So now I'm some <laughs> consultant Well tired. Virtual. Yes.
1: Yes, Vir- you can 12. do virtual. Yes. Well, it's not every day, uh, Elijah Amber, that we get a therapist in the studio. So I'm going to open up the mic for Elijah. We'll start with you. Uh, one question apiece. Go ahead and <laughs> oh, man. go ahead and ask Anna any question you want. Elijah, we'll start with you. Well, uh, as you know, you know I, we were talking a little bit at, uh, at the break, um, uh, a lot of people in uh, uh, my hometown in Letcher County, are, have, um, they've lost a lot of things. They've lost their homes, they've lost their cars, and some have even lost their families. Um, what do you say to those people, uh, how to cheer them up? There's not really much that you can do to cheer them up, but what do you say to get them through a day? Uh, especially during the holidays?
2: First of all, I want to tell you to be patient. Be patient with yourself. Uh, Trauma is big, and what you had was big. What you suffered was big. Uh, It's important to give it a name, give it a a space. So we we need to give it a space. We need to um, not to hide it under the carpet. But to put in a name and say, okay, this happened. But there is um, a beautiful work for, uh, from these two uh, psychiatrists, Tedeschi and Calhoun, and they talk about PTG. PTG after PTSD. PTG is post-traumatic growth how we can go from PTSD to PTG, from, uh, to post-traumatic work, um, growth. And, and this part is very interesting. When we start seeing this uh, event, what happened, instead of a, um, a threat, we see it as an opportunity, and we see it as, a, as an opportunity to, to grow. We're going to see it different. I don't know if if you get what I mean because sometimes my 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 mental translations are not as good <laughs> as my words.
1: I one hundred percent get what you're saying. Yes. To to grow from that yes. from that instead of letting it take over you is yeah. what you're saying. To to grow from that experience that bad experience
2: exactly because that one what what happened was big. Yes, but right now if you. Uh, Center yourself in this present perfect moment. So that's why I always tell people that um, we need to work in our... um, When you start working, when you start meditating, you're going to start looking at your thoughts. I don't tell you to control your thoughts. I tell you to see your thoughts. When you can see them, you can replace them with a thought of something that is happening right now. For instance, okay, it was horrible because I was in this bad experience. But right now, are you in that experience? Right now, are you sitting right here safe and sound or are you in that experience? That happened, okay, yeah, that happened. But right now, you're okay. So breathe, recenter yourself, round yourself, okay. I'm okay right now. What, what's happening around me? What I'm seeing? What, how I'm feeling? Okay? I, I'm patient with myself. I have permission to feel like that. That happened when? Uh, six months ago, a year ago, when that happened. Okay, right now it's not happening.
1: Excellent. Amber, go ahead. Ask your question really quick. Oh, my
0: goodness. He's got me on quick. Um, Unfortunately, last year, uh, my father died uh, of cancer. So last Christmas was our first Christmas without him. Uh, This is we're coming up on our second Christmas. He was our glue that held our family together. Uh, Christmas is not the same without him. It has been a struggle for my family. Um, I am thankful that we have been able to maintain, you know, the traditions that we kept with him. But I know a lot of people... Um, aren't able to continue, like you said, with the post traumatic growth. Um, I guess, what are s- some suggestions you could give people that are just suffering from a lost loved one during the holiday season?
2: First of all, Amber, uh, I'm so sorry for your Thanks loss so much. I know, especially the first year, this empty chair is not to be filled. It's hard to it's it's hard to see that empty chair, but you know what is very important also to realize that this grief time has several stages, as I'm sure you already know. <laughs> Unfortunately, <laughs> I, I, I'm sure you already know, and it it's gonna come to acceptance, which is the last step of grief. It's the last phase. And you're going to go through all of them, and it's not, it's, growth is not linear. It's, it's, it's more like, <laughs> like in circles, <laughs> you know. Twist and turns. Are better. <laughs> exactly. Twist and turns. sometimes are better, sometimes are worse. But realizing that you have a fantastic father, and be grateful for that, and oh, yeah. honor him. And you know what? Honor, you honor him, and you honor your name. Mm-hmm. Having a great time. Absolutely. Well,
1: thank you so much. Anna. I just love you. Thank you. I mean, you have such a wonderful presence and spirit about you. And tell everyone thank where you. they can reach you if they want more information.
2: Thank you. Well, you can see my website is uh, Um I have Facebook, Instagram, Their names are in Spanish and it's Bajale al Estres, which is something for you to. I'm going to translate it to you. Bajale al Estres means like chill.
1: (laughs) I love it. Well, thank you so much for being a guest today. We really did enjoy it. Thank you, ladies and gentlemen, for listening to another episode of Off the Cuff. Merry Christmas, and we will be back next week. If you want to follow Off the Cuff, you can do that on social media at Off the Cuff with Adam Banks. You can follow me on social media at the Adam Banks, the co-host on social media at Ambu447. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you to our special guest, Anna Aki. Thank you, Elijah, for being here. Amber, as always, I'm Adam Banks, and this is off the cuff. We will see you next week from 4 to 5. And every mother's child
0: is gonna spy.